Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. So let's get to our guest, Ryan Nauman, market strategist at Zephyr. So a lot to talk about this morning. I mentioned five challenges off the top there, Ryan. There are plenty more. Do you see caution this week, uh, perhaps even sideways movement, or just flat-out selling to take down risk? First, uh, thank you so much for having me on. That's a great question. I I think we're going to see more sideways to a little downside. I don't think we're going to see a big sell-off, even though I do believe in the near-term outlook over the next three to six months, uh, the outlook for equities remains very challenging. Uh, this week, we're a little bit light on economic data. We get the PMIs at the beginning of the week, but the big headline event is going to be the ECB, and they're likely to um, raise interest rates this week, even though they've got a lot of issues there, especially with the Nord, uh, Nord Steam pipeline indefinitely um, closed. So there's a lot of issues there, but I think in the, you know, this week ahead, I don't see you know, it's a shortened week, so volumes might be a little bit lower. Um, but there's, like you said, a lot of uncertainty out there. Hey, Ryan, Stephen Engel here. I, th- I see the last time we spoke to you on Bloomberg Television was uh, just before Jackson Hole. It was on August 24th. Uh, you, of course, said that you, you remain cautious overall as the Fed remains vigilant against inflation. Did anything come out of Jackson Hole in the more hawkish tone from Jay Powell and company? Did, did it change your outlook, uh, you know, like, like the market has uh, digested? Yeah, that's a great point, Stephen, and it hasn't. Um, since Jackson Hole, it's really just um, confirmed my my caution that I think you have to remain cautious overall because the Fed remains steadfast in its fight against inflation. And Powell's uh, statement at uh, Jackson Hole just confirmed that too. Is And I think it's time to uh, continue to play defense by focusing on high-quality names that have a strong cash flow, solid balance sheets, and pay consistent dividends because it's going to be um, turbulent here for the next three to six months as the Fed continues its fight against inflation. I'm a little surprised to hear you say that, actually. Uh, uh, personally, I felt that it, it indicated that the Fed was sort of giving up on, on a soft landing, um, and they basically have told you that they're going to crush inflation no matter what it takes. And to me, that's a lot different than the message we took away from Powell at the last Fed meeting, uh, where it seemed like um, they were still trying to, to get a nuanced approach to this. So I think previously we had a great uh, market rally from June lows, and I really thought it was a bear market rally. And a lot of that was on belief that the Fed was going to slow its uh, pace and and come off at 75 basis point hikes and market really rallied thinking the economy showed enough softness that the Fed was going to pivot. 
once Jackson Hole hit, his tone did turn much more hawkish, and that's why I still believe that there's going to be a lot of challenges over the next three months because the Fed is going to, I think they're going to raise rates another 75 basis points here this yeah. month. Uh, do you have a hot take for investing in the Asia-Pacific? Obviously, as Denise just talked about, the expanding COVID zero policies and lockdowns in China limiting growth there. But look at the king dollar with the yen at 140 holding firm and also, of course, the, the, the yuan in China uh, close to seven. What, what Do you have a hot take? You know, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't call it a hot take. <laughs> I remain pretty cautious on the emerging markets in Asia right now. Um, you know, China had a had a Chinese equities had a fantastic run there during the second quarter. Uh, really, outperformed every other region. But you know, there are some concerns there with um, you know COVID zero again. You know, like you just mentioned. But you also always have to be concerned about geopolitics, the risk there with Taiwan. Um, so there's a lot of concerns there. I remain a little bit cautious there. There could be some opportunities for some longer term time horizon investors, you know, buying um, some of those beaten up regions. But uh, I remain cautious. We ran a couple of stories over the weekend about how Southeast Asia was kind of standing out as uh, a safe zone. Uh, Have you looked at uh, much of that region? You know, a little bit. When I think of, you know, emerging markets, regardless of the region, you always have to be concerned about the U.S. dollar, too. And the U.S. dollar you know, is surging right now for multiple reasons. And, and that also plays into the role of why I'm a little bit cautious. But there could be some individual countries, like you said, that provide some opportunities for investors that are trying to diversify their portfolios and, um, you know, reduce some of the overall uh, systematic risk. Ryan, what do you see for the fourth quarter? Are we going to be down on the S&P 500? Or will, will we get some sort of... Um what, I guess, uh, tailwind going into the next year? I don't think so. I think we are going to finish a little bit down. I don't see us being down 10% or 15%, but there are definitely some headwinds ahead. You know, with earnings, we haven't really seen a bunch of um, earnings, their forecast change. So I think we're going to see some of that moving forward. But again, it's going to be uh, the Fed's higher interest rate um, softening U.S. economy that's going to continue to weigh on investor sentiment moving forward. I mentioned earlier that rising real yields are going to be a, a big challenge for corporates. Um, let's talk a little bit about what's affected the most by that uh, and and where you see kind of more secure areas as a result. That's a great question. And obviously, rising real yields um, on a macro level are going to um, negatively impact the economy, right? It's going to be tighter monetary policies, tighter financial conditions. Um, more on the investment side, I think the first place you have to look at are, is technology, right? Higher yields, higher real yields tend to impact those higher growth, higher valuation sectors. So um, would you be shorting you know, there or would you just be avoiding? I wouldn't. I would just stay neutral to avoiding that. I wouldn't short it necessarily. I think you just have to stay um, true to your investment um, objectives and not take any big wagers right now because of the uncertainties. But I definitely wouldn't be uh, going overweight in technology right now. Um, So where would you go? Cash? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, you know, cash is necessarily a bad thing, considering you know what type of investor you are. But you have to look at alternatives. Um, you know, maybe real estate. You know, REITs. Um, even though housing real estate's really, you know, hurting right now. But you got to look at some alternatives out there. I think to add some diversification to um, offset some of these rising real yields. All right. Uh, Ryan Nauman, thanks so much for your insight on this. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.